since they won four straight December 16th to January 3rd. From the Ohio News Network, this is Ohio Sports Magazine. Now here's your host, Matt Andrews. Greetings and welcome to this week's Ohio Sports Magazine here on the Ohio News Network. We're into March. That means there's baseball season right around the corner. They'll be playing later this month, albeit on the road, but the Clippers will open in early April at Huntington Park. And joining us today to talk about Columbus Clippers baseball, about the minor leagues, about the Cleveland Guardians, it's our friend Ryan Mitchell, the voice of the Columbus Clippers, entering your 15th season. It can't be. Is that real? It's Listen, it's been a while now. This is obviously year number 15 of Huntington Park, and I joined the club when the park opened. You're a front runner then. Well, I'm kidding, yeah, of course. listen, that's, that's been said <laughs> once or twice. But listen, the, the first year of that ballpark, we had the worst team record-wise in Clippers history. Going back to 1977, nobody really seemed to care all that much. You know, it was a brand new ballpark, nice and shiny. And I new. tend to remember it pretty well. It was a great season. <laughs> and oh, by the way, the old girl looks as good now as she did back in 2009. Did I read correctly on the Clippers website? Eight times voted the park of the year. Yeah. I mean, various, baseball. Yeah, various yeah. publications and, and uh, fan votes and things like that. That, you know, it's, it's, it's a wonderful ballpark. It just is. You know, there's... There are newer ballparks around the minor leagues. We've seen a few in the International League uh, since Huntington Park opened, but for me, there's none better. I mean, the the open-air feel of it, um, there's not a bad seat in the house right there nestled into the arena district, and and the fans keep coming back because I think we do a great job of servicing our fans. You know, we love the baseball, obviously, and there are a lot of Cleveland Guardians fans. There are a lot of Cincinnati Reds fans. There are a lot of just Columbus Clippers fans as well. This is a big city, and they love the hometown heroes. But I think the way that we welcome people into the ballpark, the way we thank people for coming to the ballpark when they walk out, uh, and, you know, the things that we do, and I'm sure we'll touch on that a little bit later, you know, in between innings and all the things that go on there, it just is a welcoming experience and, you know, I know there's there's fans out there listening right now that maybe haven't had a chance even over all these years to come to the ballpark. I would say uh, come on in. You're welcome. There's a lot of opportunities and a lot of ways to enjoy Huntington Park, even if you're not the biggest baseball fan. Clippers open in St. Paul, March 29th. <laughs> Three-game set. Now, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then the home opener, April 2nd versus Omaha. Ryan, you've been involved in the game for pushing three decades. The changes beyond the rules. What's the biggest difference in minor league baseball for you? Oh boy, that's that's a, a question. Had you asked me three years ago, it would have been a very different answer right now. The thing for me that has changed most at the minor league level and most particularly at the AAA level is uh, there just are not as many veteran players anymore as there used to be. And what I mean by that is not the the 25, 26-year-olds that may have been at AAA last year. I'm talking about the guys, and if you're a minor league fan, you know the name Mike Hessman. He's the all-time home run leader in minor league baseball. Totally up Toledo, right? So some folks up there probably listening are familiar. Yeah. You've got, I mean, minor league baseball in the state of Ohio is it's big. It's important. Yes. Dayton. Let's go up to Akron. Yeah. It's, it's all over the place. But those guys, a, a Mike Hessman became the minor league home run king 
by playing an awful lot of years in the minor leagues. And those guys just really don't have the same opportunity as they used to because the number of minor leaguers allowed by rule now is much smaller than it used to be. This year, Major League Baseball cut the number of minor leaguers allowed for each team to 165. So what that means is you you bring in 20 people. The draft is smaller than ever as well. It's only 20 rounds anymore. So... You bring people into the organization, they move up the ranks, you've got these prospects you have to pay attention to and give playing time to, so that just means that you don't have the same kind of at-bats and innings available for veteran guys, and that kind of brings the level of play overall down a little bit in some organizations because you don't have the established veteran players who just know how to be pros. Specifically, let's talk here in Columbus. Ken Schnocky, general manager, Columbus Clippers, uh, a name that... Everybody in the one. game knows. Yeah, absolutely. What's what's he meant to baseball in Ohio and Columbus? Well, I I don't know that it can be stated properly. Just because you know, as I said, from day one, he has been with the Columbus Clippers, and then you know, rose up through the ranks, rose to the level of general manager and president of the Columbus Clippers, and was hugely instrumental. In the opening of Huntington Park, you know, Huntington Park would not be here were it not for Ken Schnocky. Obviously, the efforts of several, many, many people, but he is absolutely there among them. And I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. And, you know, he is, you know, you spent time in minor league baseball. I've been around minor league baseball a long, long time. There are not many people that sit in the big office of a minor league team that care as much about what goes on in the field as Ken Schnocky does. He loves the baseball. He loves the Clippers. He does everything in his power to make sure that the players on the team, even though they are not Clippers employees, have the best possible experience to put them in a position to try and be competitive every year. Ryan Mitchell, the voice of the Clippers from Columbus, is our guest. Better talk on baseball. It's going to be played later this month. We'll have more when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. If you're obsessed with fantasy sports and gambling things, we have the slightly above average radio show for you. On the Money with Dave Bittles, Scotty Vegas. Presented by the Sportsbook at Hollywood Casino Columbus. Sunday morning at 9 on The Fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Welcome back to this week's Ohio Sports Magazine. The voice of the Columbus Clippers is Ryan Mitchell. All right, so we've talked some Columbus Clippers. In broad, let's talk about the roster. You don't know what it will be yet, but as the affiliate of the Cleveland Guardians, that's been a wonderful marriage, and I'm sure there'll be some serious talent here in Columbus. Oh, yes, indeed. Now, it we, we try and uh, not talk about this all that much, but the Clippers wound up last in the division last year overall, um, but they did not finish last in either the first or second half. So it's just a bit of a weird statistical anomaly there, and and uh, it sounds like that's going to be the layout again this year. The season will be divided into a first and second half. But it's a team that, on paper, and again, as you mentioned, we don't know who's going to be here, but you can kind of get a pretty good sense of it. I think there are only a handful of jobs really being contested out in Goodyear, Arizona right now. So we've got a fairly good idea who's going to start the season in, in the Clippers uniform, assuming everybody's healthy. And it's going to be a very good hitting team. 
we're going to have to find some spots in the starting rotation and some bullpen spots. That happens every year. That's the nature of AAA baseball. But I think this team is going to have a lot of prospects, which can be very, very exciting to fans of the minor leagues. And that's a good thing, right, with a veteran manager back in Andy Tracy, a Bowling Green native, played at BG. Yeah. This is a good man, a good manager, and I think players like playing for him, right? Yeah, I, I think that's the case, certainly. And the thing about Andy, he was, you know, we were talking earlier about that minor league guy that had major league time and played a lot in AAA, and he was that guy. You know, he had a lot of major league time, but he also had many, many years at the AAA level. So he was the prospect. He was the guy coming up through the system. He was the guy that made the major leagues. He was the guy that got called into the manager's office and said, kid, you're going back to the minor leagues. So he has been in all of those situations. He knows how to handle all those players. So anybody that comes into the Clippers clubhouse is going to find a manager who can relate to what he is going through and can help him physically, mentally, to be a professional, all those things to reach their baseball goals. Bigger picture. What do you see from Cleveland, what they're going to start with and where are they strong? Where might they be a little weak right now? Hitting home runs, obviously, is a weakness for the Guardians. They're they're looking everywhere for power. They have a Rule 5 pick um, that they brought in, Davidson De Los Santos, who's never played above double-A, but he's got real power. So they're going to give him a crack at it here in spring training. Um, there are some guys that were with the Clippers last year in the outfield, Johnny Rodriguez, John Kenzie Noel. They're getting a look in spring training because they have real power. That's an area of need for the Guardians. A lot of contact on that team. They put the bat to the ball. They don't strike out a whole lot. But it's tough in this day and age to single, single, single a team to death. Unless you have excellent pitching. So there's the silver lining. If everybody's healthy, the Guardians should have excellent pitching. The rotation, if everybody is healthy, and we always have to say that with pitching, I'm going to say that probably five more times, the rotation's set, right? Bieber, McKenzie, and then the three rookies from last year, um, Bybee, Williams, Allen. There's your five. And if you get the growth from the young guys... And the top form of the two veteran guys, that could be the best rotation in the American League Central. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Pitching's changed so much in five years. It's, it's if, if even that long, right? I mean, it's just it's every, crazy. Yes, every year it seems like there's a little bit of a different usage pattern and what they're asking guys to do. The eight-inning starter, the seven-inning starter is a thing of the past. The six-inning starter is becoming a thing of the past. They want you to get through the uh, the batting order twice, right? They don't ask you to pitch to a guy a third time because they know that that eight-man bullpen has six guys that throw 97 or above with a nasty breaking ball, and those guys are only going to throw an inning, and they're going to try and just carve you up and make you face three or four different pitchers and make life really difficult on hitters. You know, Matt, the old saying, the hardest thing in sports to do is hit a baseball, is true, and it has become even more so with pitching usage and you know everybody going to driveline and, and perfecting the pitches and crafting and rotation and spin rate and all these things. Um, sometimes, as a guy that just, that just loves the game, sometimes I get a little sick of hearing all that stuff, <laughs> frankly. And I just, I just want to see a guy paint the outside corner, go, go Maddox on it one time. But with the automatic strike zone, that's not a strike. 
Eric Gregg's not around anymore calling balls and strikes for Maddox and Glavin and Smoltz. That's true. A little more with Ryan Mitchell, the voice of the Columbus Clippers, talking baseball when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. Hey, folks, it's game day, and the betting's going to be intense, Drew. You said it, Dave, but a good pregame routine keeps betting responsible. That's right. you got to pause before you play. Good call. Sports betting is hot, but it can be risky. And pausing to set limits is an all-star move. That's right, Dave. If you bet on sports, pause before you play to set limits, recognize the risk, and know when to stop. Learn more at pausebeforeyouplay.org. Hello, it's John Kozik, founder and president of TurboTrack Realty, and I buy houses as is, fast for cash. Call me today for an all-cash offer on any of your properties, and we can close within days at 614-470-2000, 614-470-2000. Do you own a property that's outdated and needs thousands of dollars in repairs? Great, I'll buy it. Give us a call today for an all-cash offer at 614-470-2000, 614 614- for seventy two thousand, would it be convenient for you if you could simply take what you wanted and leave the rest behind? Great, I'll buy it. I buy vacant properties, inherited homes, divorce situations, death in the family, apartment buildings, rental portfolios. I even buy my tenant won't pay me the rent houses. Call TurboTrack Realty today for an all cash offer and speak with one of our friendly staff members at 614 614-470-2000. 614-470-2000. Do you want a job that is flexible, secure, and fun? It also offers excellent pay and is ranked as one of the best jobs in America, too. I'm talking about being a dental hygienist. And all you have to do is complete a two-year program after high school. Visit ODA.org to learn more and to start helping people love their smile. This message is brought to you by the members of the Ohio Dental Association. Ohio has over 920,000 diabetics. If you are a diabetic, take a step in the right direction by having your feet checked routinely by a podiatric physician, the most qualified doctors to care for your feet. Adding a podiatrist to your healthcare team can help you better manage the effects of diabetes on your feet. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association podiatric physicians are located throughout the state. For more information or to find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. Springtime is here, and you know what that means. It's time for Mulch Madness. Did you know that too much mulch is bad for trees and shrubs? Two inches of mulch is plenty. Any more, and you risk causing roots to grow up and around trunks, which increases unhealthy stress, shortens tree life, and even keeps moisture from getting down to tree roots. To find out more about Mulch Madness, or to find a certified arborist near you, visit treesforohio.org. That's trees, the number four, ohio.org. The fan, the fan, Ohio sports destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Back on the Ohio Sports Magazine, Ryan Mitchell, the Columbus Clippers radio voice, is our guest. You've been doing this a while, and the rules, just like pitching, keep changing, mostly from last year. Are they tweaking those rules that were between timing and step-offs and the play? Is that being tweaked it's hard, at all? It's hard to keep up, Matt, I, I, frankly. But yes. the one thing that has made some news, um, because the Players Union has kind of uh, made some waves about that recently, is at the major league level, 
They're knocking two seconds off the clock. Now, I have to assume, I haven't heard anything officially, that that's going to happen to the AAA level as well. So instead of 20 seconds at the major league level with uh, a runner on base, it's now 18 seconds to throw a pitch, still 15 with the bases empty. Now, in the minors at the AAA level, it was one second shorter than that in AAA. It was 19 seconds with with a runner on base and 14 with the bases empty. I'm still waiting for official word to see if that's going to be tweaked at the AAA level. Um, but, yeah, you know, the, the, the rules that they put in place last year, I think, did what they wanted them to do. And then players, as they do, figure out ways around things. So at the end of the Major League season, game time started to creep up a little bit again. And so baseball, through their research, realized, okay, we can lop a couple of seconds off here and we can get it back to that 235, 240 range that we're, we're looking for. Tell me about the spring breakout here in a couple of weeks. You're going to Goodyear. You're going to be a part of that. It's a a minor league principle, but explain that to us, could you? Yeah, so Major League Baseball came up with an initiative called Spring uh, Breakout. And what that is is every team is paired against another team. And in Arizona, a lot of uh, organizations share a complex. And the Cincinnati Reds and Cleveland Guardians share the complex in Goodyear. And so what they're doing is they're they're matching those two minor league teams up. The Reds have a game against the Seattle Mariners on the 16th of March. And then following that game, the top prospects in the Reds and Guardians organizations will play in a seven-inning game. So it's a traditional doubleheader. If you have a ticket to the early game, you get into the late game. And you know they just, it's just a way to kind of showcase the talent around uh, Major League Baseball. Um, you know, it'll be broadcast on the, uh, on the Guardians web stream and, uh, MLB, uh, app will be streamed. And it's just a neat way for people to get a look at the future of all these organizations. And you're teaming up with the Akron fellows. Yes. Yes, yeah. indeed. Um, I'll, I'll be with Jim Clark and Marco Lenave who, uh, will join me for the broadcast and, uh, we'll do another game a little bit earlier in the week as well when the Guardians take on the Chicago Cubs in spring training. So it's just good to get out there and get kind of a preview. By that time, we'll have a better idea, though not a full idea, of, of who's going to be on the Guardians and Clippers and, and Rubber Ducks rosters. A few more minutes with Ryan Mitchell, the voice of the Columbus Clippers. Diamond Dog Night still back this year like it has been. I know it's moved it's days. It's never going anywhere. Schedule. You know, yeah. it's, it is Tuesdays now with the change in the schedule where the Mondays are off days. Uh, the last few years, Diamond Dog have been on Tuesdays and the fans have not, uh, had trouble finding it. Uh, to tell you the truth, they, they keep finding those 10 cent hot dogs and, you know, it's, it's, listen, it's, is it the best promotion in minors? I think so. You know, how, where else can you go and get a 10 cent hot dog? You know, you walk up with a bag of nickels, you walk away with a bag full of hot dogs. It's a pretty good trade. What else does the Clipper, Skipper, Schnocky, Mr. Schnocky have planned promotion wise? As you know, promotions in minor league baseball, as much as anything, is the reason we're there. Of course, of course. And, you know, we got the drink specials, yeah. we got the military and first responders nights. Uh, you know, it, and it changes, you know, from, from day to day and week to week, the superstars I'm sure will be in town and those kind of acts. Uh, you can go to the Clippers webpage, uh, clippersbaseball.com and check out the promotions tab. Um, and it'll show you everything that's coming. And of course, uh, there's something pretty big coming to Huntington park this year as well. In May. In May. The Savannah bananas. Go bananas. I, I know vaguely about it. Are you calling those games? No. You'll be you'll be no, traveling I'm, in Wisconsin listen, somewhere. Will, yes, I'll I'll be out on the road uh, with the Clippers, but in Columbus, boy, is it going to be a good time. These Savannah Bananas, it, it's essentially the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball. 
and they put on a show and there is a waiting list for tickets. There's a lottery for tickets. It's going to be a bonanza and we've got them for three days. You know, they had them in Akron for two days last year, sold the place out. They've been around. It is, it is quite a spectacle. Your blood always gets boiling this time of year, right? I mean, we're, oh. we're at, it's the eve of baseball season. It's a long year, but the juices get going here Spring in March. Training games are underway. I'm listening. I'm watching. I'm taking the dog for a walk, and I got diff- four different games going in the earbuds. It is uh, if you are a baseball guy, um, this is just about the the best time of year. Followed closely uh, if your team's not in it by October, and if your team is in it, October's the best. Finally, buddy. You used to coach wrestling here in the area, but no longer, right? No, that's you still uh, following it. Of course, following it. Yeah. Of course, that's uh, you know after my family, uh, that's that's kind of sure. the, and right behind baseball, that's that's the that's the other love. But yeah, it's it's great. I'm following it. I'm uh, rooting for the kids, and, uh, and 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 I'll be there at the Schottenstein Center to see what's going on. Well, we appreciate your time. We love your work. We appreciate our friendship with you, and all the best to the Clippers this year. Hey, that's that. We win every game, right? I tell my wife when I get home, how'd it go? Hey, I won today because I get to call a baseball game, but hopefully the Clippers are going to win a lot too. Just keep the rain away. Ryan Mitchell is the voice of the Columbus Clippers. Check out Columbus. They're going to open their year in early April. Minor League Baseball starting in late March. Baseball time, folks. More of the Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. I generally believe that any officials in youth sports aren't inherently trying to cheat no. one team over another. I said it's a general level of incompetence and failure to do the job. Morning Juice. Sponsored by Affinity Whole Health. Weekday mornings at 6. The Faction. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Welcome back to the Ohio Sports Magazine. Now let's check in on Cleveland. Eric Reeser joins us from the Ohio News Network. Talking with Tyvis Powell, national champion defensive back at The Ohio State University, former safety in the NFL. You can hear him statewide on the Cleveland Browns Radio Network and in Columbus on ONN affiliate WBNS-FM. It's Combine Week in the National Football League. Tyvis, I know we talked about your experience back in 2016 and how you couldn't wait to get there and how you couldn't wait to leave. Marvin Harrison Jr. decided not to participate in drills during the week. Is he an exception or is he creating a new precedent where top prospects not working out for scouts? I think he's both, but I think more so he's an exception. You know, the thing about Marvin Harrison is that he's been probably the best wide receiver in college football for the past two years. You know, he doesn't need to do anything at the combine. Nothing he does drill-wise is going to make people love him or hate him even more than they already do. You know, I think that if you want to see if he's fast, turn the game on. You'll see him running past guys. You want to see him run routes? Turn the game on. He runs really good routes. Can he catch the ball? You know that because he catches the ball in college. So I think for him, there's nothing more that he needs to prove. I think from an interview side, I'm, I'm sure I think he's attending and he's going to do interviews. Yeah, people want to get to know who he is as a person, but you kind of know. You kind of know what you're getting with Marvin Harrison already. And I think if you're if you've dominated college football like he has done, that you've earned that luxury that you don't need to go do anything else. I think the combine is more for guys that, you know, they're on the fence about. You can't really tell if I like this guy or not. But if I see a faster 40 time, maybe I like him a little bit more. Or if you got guys that's D2 or that's in the MAC, 
you know, you don't understand if their competition is good or not. But if you see them jump high or run fast or run do good drills, it's like, okay, I can work with that guy. I think those those are the, the people that the combine are for. Could you envision a world where projected first-round picks skip the combine altogether? It seems like that's where it's trending towards. Because there's been so many times that we've, a guy has had great film, but he goes and he tests went wrong or he does badly on a test, that we start to knock him. I mean, take C.J. Stroud last year. He, I think it was the Wonderlick test, I think it was, he didn't do well on, and everybody knocked him for that. Granted, he was still the second pick of the draft, but who knows if that test had some impact of him not being the first pick of the draft. So I think it's only things that can come out of it is negative things. So I think that's why people are like, you know what, my tape speaks for itself. At the end of the day, this game is played with pads on on a football field. You don't get those things when you do the combine. Tyvis, the Browns did send a contingent to Indianapolis for the combine, but they don't have a pick in the first round. The 54th overall selection is as early as they'll pick, which is in the second round. Congratulations, I've made you general manager of the team. When free agency opens up on March 13th, what are you looking for? First of all, I'm going to restructure a couple of more deals. Denzel Ward's got his restructured today, creating them some more room. I would try to get some from Deshaun and Amari Cooper and anybody else that I could. That way I have enough money to be able to go get one of those big-time free agents. On the defensive side, I'm looking at a guy like Brian Burns, who played in Carolina. He's going to be a free agent this year. He is a really special talent. We've been looking to find somebody to be opposite of Miles since Miles became a Cleveland Brown. So I would look to try to add a guy like that, but everybody else thinks that we should add a wide receiver, which we definitely need that as well. So I'm going to look to try to add one of these veteran wide receivers, um, you know, Calvarelli, Gabe Davis, uh, Mike Evans, all of these guys that's out there. I'm going to see if I can get one of those. If I can't get those, then I'm taking that second-round pick and try to draft either a defensive end or a wide receiver at that position. Let's talk the alma mater. Before the Buckeyes get into spring ball, they finalized their coaching staff with James Laurinaitis as the linebackers coach. He was a graduate assistant on the team last season. What did you think of the hiring of Laurinaitis to an official position, and what does his boost bring not only on the field but from a recruiting standpoint? Well, it was a slam dunk. I mean, it was a no-brainer that they was supposed to add James as the official linebackers coach. Um, I think that they made the right move. I think having him on that staff officially is going to help recruit. I think if you look at these linebackers, I think their play has went up because of James being there. And if I'm a player, like a high school player, of course I'm going to go try to choose a school where the linebacker coach is a guy who was really successful in college and in the NFL. If that's my linebacker coach, he's been he's done all of the things that I want to do. I want to be an All-American. I want to go be drafted. I want to be successful in the NFL. You're getting all of those lessons right there from your linebacker's coach. So I think he gives a boost to that linebacker's room, but also in recruiting because I think recruits, as, as you can't mess that up. Like, that's literally what you want. People, as a former player, I would tell you that I always learned the best from people that played the position that I played that's actually been in my shoes. And you got a guy who's held to the high regards in Ohio State history as one of the best linebackers as your coach. I think that's attractive to any high school or transfer kid. Tyvis, I'm going to put you on the spot. You cannot choose quarterback. What position or positions are you most interested in paying attention to for the Buckeyes during spring? Offensive line. The offensive line is probably the most 
the biggest issue from last year. I mean, if you think about that Cotton Bowl, they didn't perform really well in all season. They were kind of up and down. If this team really want to get to where they want to go and that's win a national championship this year, it's going to come from a strong offensive line play. You think about the two teams that was in the championship this past year, the team up north in Washington, what did they have in common? They both have a really good offensive line. Ohio State traditionally and historically always had a really good offensive line. I think you keep if you keep Carson Hensman in there, you get Seth McLaughlin from Alabama, you got Donovan Jackson returning, and you got two guys at the tackle position as their second year at tackle. Hopefully this thing gets back to where it's supposed to be. Chip Kelly has been really good at getting the run game going in the offense, and that's something that Ohio State has been lacking. You can hear his lovely voice statewide on the Cleveland Browns radio network, as well as in Columbus on Owen and affiliate WBNS. FM. He's a national champion defensive back from the Ohio State University. My guest and friend, Tyvis Powell. Tyvis, thank you so much for your time, bud. Thank you. Go Bucks. Thanks, Eric. Up next, we head south here in the Buckeye State. Paul Keels checks in on Cincinnati right here on the Ohio News Network. The Buckeyes are back at the shop for a Big Ten battle with Meat Chicken. Yes, Meat Chicken. Live fan coverage starts Sunday at 3. Every game, every season. Your home for Buckeye basketball. The fan, Ohio sports destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Welcome back to this week's Ohio Sports Magazine. We're going to talk Cincinnati Reds baseball with the radio voice of the AAA Ball Club, the Louisville Bats, Nick Curran joins us. Nick's going on his second decade now, working on radio games down in the Derby City. May is going to be great with Valhalla and with the Derby, but the Bats, Nick, open their season later this month, and you're going to be home for the first weekend, then to Gwinnett as the Reds AAA affiliate. Give us an idea of how much you're looking forward to getting the season started. Looking forward to it. Um, by the way, beginning my second decade, that makes me feel incredibly old, so I appreciate that. But Considering I, uh, I hired I, you, you should feel old. Okay, well, okay, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, but I, uh, I, it's going to be a lot of fun. There's a lot of buzz around, um, around getting things started. Obviously, a lot of buzz around the Reds with uh, a lot of people thinking that that club could win the National League Central, so there's a lot of excitement with all the young talent there. Uh, we got to see a lot of those guys come through Louisville last year. Uh, there's a lot of excitement in the city of Louisville, 25 years of Louisville Slugger Field, which is hard to believe, and that's kind of the, the celebration, how we kick things off on March 29th. It'll be the earliest opener uh, in, in Louisville franchise history. And so, um, yeah, just looking forward to getting it going. And um, I, I think. You know the the Reds fans in and around the city, and and we're not far from from uh, from Cincinnati itself. Uh, I think everyone is ready to to see what this team can do with uh, with getting a chance to see all the young talent for the first time last year, and just kind of seeing how they grow and evolve into. Uh, for many of them, their set, their first full year probably in the big leagues. Um, I think it's it's uh, the sky's the limit for the team, and that's an exciting place to be because certainly last off season that was not the thought, right. and uh, and now going into this year, it's completely flipped. It's completely done a one eighty to to just full optimism. Nick, it's a great baseball state here in Ohio with obviously the two big league teams, a number of minor league teams, but Louisville down there in the Commonwealth of Kentucky, only as you mentioned, about a hundred miles. From Cincinnati, why should folks, Reds fans, baseball fans, 
take a road trip down there to check out the Reds Triple A team. What what sticks out about the park, and what sticks out about the possible prospects you might see this year? Uh, well, first, it's a gorgeous ballpark, as you know, and uh, it's held up well over over 25 years. And um, right off the bat, opening night, kind of a throwback $1 beer. Um, that, that was a huge thing here for a long time. Inflation kind of brought that to an end. Now it's $2 every Thursday, but we will have dollar beer on, on Friday on, on that opening night when the Reds are off and fireworks and everything. So um, hopefully folks can make it out for that. Um, it's it's a short trip and, and a gorgeous ballpark. But beyond that, I, I think uh, last year the Bats had their first winning season since 2011, um, which is kind of a, a wild statistic. But um, I, I think there's a lot of optimism surrounding the AAA team as well because of some pitching depth that Cincinnati has. I think you're going to see a strong starting rotation for this Bats team with some with some names that, that people have heard or seen. Um, briefly with the Reds last year. Uh, a guy like a Connor Phillips who made his big league debut last year, I would guess, will end up in the Louisville rotation to start, depending on how things pan out in spring training. Uh, a guy like Lyon Richardson, probably in that same boat. Christian Roa, uh, another guy that, that we got to see about half a season of in Louisville last year and was really good. So um, he'll be back probably. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see how the rotation battle plays out there in Cincinnati. Um, but but somebody will probably from that battle end up uh, as a bat. And then uh, there's a lot of buzz around Chase Petty, who uh, made it to Double A last year, a highly touted Reds pitching prospect. And um, if not at the beginning of the season, sooner than later, uh, I think there's an expectation to see him in Louisville. So those are some of the the exciting. Uh, pitching prospects and then position player wise, it's going to be hard to match what we saw come through last year, but uh, still a guy like Reese Hines who hit one off the batter's eye for a home run in a spring training game uh, earlier this week. Um, he's a guy that has maybe as much power as anyone in the organization from, from a hitting standpoint, he figures to be a, a bat. Jacob Herdebees, we got to see a little bit of last year, a great story an Indianapolis native went to West point, uh, for college and and I think the first under a new policy from the Department of Defense to uh, be able to defer his military service until actu- until after his professional playing career, um, he he figures to be a bat and was uh, exciting to see uh, his quickness and he can steal bases and just get everywhere and and uh, Blake Dunn was a guy that had a really standout year last year uh, in the minor leagues for the Reds just put up incredible numbers as an outfielder and and he figures to be a bat as well so i think those are the three uh at least for now sort of highlight guys you figure to see prospects um from a position player standpoint and and i think it's going to be a veteran laden club too and i I think that's what's exciting for reds fans um i I think the triple a club is going to be built um like the big league team intends to compete there's going to be a lot of veterans that can plug holes uh, in the majors in the event there are injuries or whatever else comes along over the course of a season. Um, and I think that's exciting because, uh, you know, it, it means the Reds are intending and, and expect to compete this year, and they want to have um, plenty of guys available to, to fill holes if, if needed. And I think you're going to see a, a very veteran group in Louisville as well, in addition to the prospects. Nick Curran, voice of the Louisville Bats. We look forward to seeing you when you come to Columbus. Thanks, Nick. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. Thank you. That was Nick Kern from the Louisville Bats. We'll have more of the Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network.
Hey folks, it's game day and the betting's gonna be intense, Drew. You said it, Dave. But a good pregame routine keeps betting responsible. That's right, you gotta pause before you play. Good call. Sports betting is hot, but it can be risky. And pausing to set limits is an all-star move. That's right, Dave. If you bet on sports, pause before you play to set limits, recognize the risk, and know when to stop. Learn more at pausebeforeyouplay.org. Ohio has over 920,000 diabetics. If you are a diabetic, take a step in the right direction by having your feet checked routinely by a podiatric physician, the most qualified doctors to care for your feet. Adding a podiatrist to your healthcare team can help you better manage the effects of diabetes on your feet. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association podiatric physicians are located throughout the state. For more information or to find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. The ONN Daily Podcast. Get a recap of all the day's news from across the state. ONN affiliate WBNS-TV in Columbus has more. Haley Kirby reporting in downtown Toledo. From the State House. Kevin Landers. ONN Canton. ONN affiliate WKYC-TV in Cleveland explains. In Marietta, Brett Wharf, ONN News. Emma Henderson in Genoa. The ONN Daily Podcast. Listen at onnradio.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. From From the the Ohio Ohio News News Network. Hello, it's John Kozik, founder and president of TurboTrack Realty, and I buy real estate as is, fast for cash. Give us a call today for an all-cash offer at 614-472-000, 614-472-000. I buy vacant properties, inherited homes, divorce situations, death in the family. I even buy my tenants won't pay me the rent houses. Give us a call today for an all-cash offer at 614-472-000, 614-472-000. Have you ever told a friend oh i'm fine when you really felt just so overwhelmed or sent a text can't sleep are you awake when you couldn't find the words to say i'm scared to be alone with my thoughts right now then this is your sign to reach out to the 988 lifeline for 24 7 free confidential support you don't have to hide how you feel text call or chat anytime Do you want a job that is flexible, secure, and fun? It also offers excellent pay and is ranked as one of the best jobs in America, too. I'm talking about being a dental hygienist. And all you have to do is complete a two-year program after high school. Visit ODA.org to learn more and to start helping people love their smile. This message is brought to you by the members of the Ohio Dental Association. Sports Destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Welcome back to the Ohio Sports Magazine. It's the ultimate Cleveland sports show. And let's check in with our producer, Colin Berenger. Thanks, Matt. This week on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, the guys discuss Cavaliers guard Donovan Mitchell and his case for the MVP this season. And this is what they had to say. All right, guys, so the two games without Donovan Mitchell after the break were not good offensively for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I know their point total against Orlando, 109, looked okay, but the offense looked just completely out of sync. And then against Philadelphia on Friday night, uh, 97 points. They only shot 22 threes or 23s, whatever it was, which was way down. And in the latest NBA.com MVP ladder, Donovan Mitchell is not currently in the top five. That goes to 
Jokic at one, SGA at two, Giannis at three, Luka at four, and Jason Tatum at five. And we have a graphic of that. I did it off memory. I hope that's right, Ant. But we have the MVP ladder if you want to pull that graphic up. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that was the top five. Donovan was eighth in the last updated MVP ladder. Who was? Do you know what's was uh, six and seven? Uh, Brunson was in there. Sabonis was in. I'm not sure the exact order. But they do top five and then the other guys. So regardless of who was six, seven, and Donovan isn't the MVP favorite but right now by any means. Okay, I had, I had that right. That, that was the right order. But did the two games he miss against Orlando and Philadelphia actually strengthen Donovan's chances of catapulting himself into that conversation, into the top five of the NBA's MVP race, G? No. And, and I would usually say yes, but for Donovan Mitchell, where he's at right now to win the MVP, the, the Cavs have to do something or extraordinary. They have to be like, yeah, they're in the two seed, but they need to win as many games as they can in order to shine light on, wow, well, let's take a look at these Cavs. Like, they, these guys are actually, like, really doing, like, uh, like, they're the best team in the league right now. And for a while, they were the hottest team in the league. But when you lose two games in a row, you kind of get dropped back down. It's almost like being a Cinderella. Like, if you're a Mac school and you want to get in the top 25, you got to go undefeated. And you got to beat two, mm-hmm. two, two big-time D1 uh, Power 5 conference-type uh, people. So for the Cavs, you already look at what they did last year. People kind of wrote them off. Now you look at it this year, they, they, they're playing better. He has his best numbers of his life right now. But when you bring that list back up, I mean, SGA is, is, is crazy. Like, Tatum is playing out of his mind. Like, you know, these dudes, when I'm watching, watching them, they're playing at a different type, type uh, playing field. It's like, come on, man. Jokic is killing still, averaging and averaging. I'm not saying averages. he should be the leader. But should he be more in that conversation than he's getting credit It's for? tough. Like, because, look, he got the Jalen Brunson factor. People is like, we can't put Jalen Brunson below Donovan Mitchell because he's giving him the buckets in Utah. And he came to uh, New York and still consistently, you know, tightens him up. So it's, it, it's a perception thing. Do I think Donovan Mitchell is better than Brunson? Yes. But Brunson has the, the name. He got the head-to-head matchups. And he plays in New York, so we can, we can't we can't do anything about that. Earl, what do you think? I mean, to G's point, I think Donovan Mitchell and the Cavs will have to do something crazy, like overtake Boston yeah. for the one seed for him to even be considered. And even still, I don't think that's enough. Uh, I think in the NBA, more than any other sport, what you do in the postseason, it really matters. It really resonates with those voters and those writers more than anything else. And I think because of what the Cavs didn't do in the postseason last year, it's the reason why people might feel like the Cleveland Cavaliers is being slighted this year. It might be a reason why Donovan Mitchell was not, you know, a starter in the All-Star game, for yep. example, this year. So things like that, I think, play a part. But in order for him to even get top five consideration, the Cavs will have to do something like outside of this world, possibly like overtake Boston. Don't really see that happening. But with all that being said, you could just tell how important he is to our team. You know what I mean? Like, you could tell a difference in energy, difference in the level of focus, difference in how, like, the other players assert themselves, et cetera. Like, even we talk about, you know, Darius Garland coming up in a clutch moment. Like, even that happened with Donovan Mitchell being present. And it just seemed like his mere presence, it elevates everybody else on that team. And this is why I just – your last point is why I actually disagree with 
both of your point, your overall point, and your overall point. The MVP in the NBA, at some point, it shouldn't take any previous playoff experience into consideration. And Jokic won two MVPs before he won a finals. And Giannis won an MVP, and maybe two before he won a finals. And LeBron won MVPs before he won the finals. I don't think you have to have postseason success to be considered at the highest echelon for NBA regular season awards, even though I do think it does play some sort of factor. I thought the two games without Donovan proved his value. And we obviously know how good Donovan is as a player. Like, we don't have to explain that. He's, he's tremendous in every facet as a shot creator, as a scorer, as a playmaker, as a leader. He checks all the boxes. But when you look at pure value, look at how the Cavs' offense looked against Orlando, and especially Philadelphia. They went from averaging 30... Tony Pesta on Twitter, who's a great Cavs follow if you guys don't follow him, put out the Cavs' three-point attempts per game over that 20-game stretch where they went 18-2. and two. They're averaging nearly 35.5 threes a game. They take Donovan out. 20 and 22 were their three-point attempts in the two games without Donovan. He comes back on Sunday against Washington. It's up to 35 again, right in that same range. When he's off the court, and this goes back to your Darius point, Mm -hmm. they don't have a replicable alpha dog on offense that does what Donovan does. And no disrespect to Tatum. But if you take Jason Tatum off the Boston Celtics, they still got two all-stars and maybe three, depending on how deep an all-star roster goes. To catch the full breakdown, just search the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show on YouTube, subscribe to their page, and enjoy daily content covering all things Cleveland sports. We'll be back to wrap up this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue on the Ohio News Network. Catch the Buckeye women as they hit the road for a huge matchup with Caitlin Clark in Iowa. She walked out of Columbus a loser. Can the Bucks do it again? Live coverage starts Sunday at 1245. Your home for all things Buckeyes, the fan. <laughs> Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. That'll put a wrap on this week's Ohio Sports Magazine. Our thanks again to my guests this week, Ryan Mitchell of the Columbus Clippers. Baseball season is upon us. Thanks as well to our Locked On contributions for this past week. And now for Paul Keels, Eric Reeser, and Colin Berenger, I'm Matt Andrews. We'll have another show for you next week here on the Ohio News Network. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, 